0: Those personality tests yesterday were pretty interesting, huh? And The personality it'd be cool. Test? It'd be cool if we. You want to talk about those a little? Bit? Uh, <clears throat> you can. We can. We'll just kind of because I don't want to make this like completely, folk super hyper focused on our topic, but like kind of like like we'll be we'll be so, jamming so, too. So
1: long story short, Dennis and I and another person in the office, we took a, a personality. It's not really a personality test; it's more a behavioral and values assessment for business specifically and uh, i think it's always interesting when you when you find people that you work well together you think that you know why you work well together right. but it's always interesting to see where there's overlap in personality traits or values and uh, so yeah yesterday we we went ahead and we took this assessment and then compared notes which i think uh you know, you and Daniel had a lot of similarities. Then you and I had some similarities, and Daniel and I had some similarities. But it was like
0: the the similarities we already figured with the individualism, the creativity. You guys and were
1: you guys were pretty balanced. Mine was the only one that looked a little out of right.
0: Whack. You were a little uh, demanding. I think it was the term.
1: I'll tell you what. What I thought was interesting. So, guys, here's one thing that's cool about this test. It it not only tested how you act. Uh, in your natural state when you're more this is more your authentic way of being if no one was watching or you weren't watching yourself and then it showed uh, how you are when either you're being observed by someone else or if you're being more self aware and what I thought was interesting so that as far as uh, what was it it was under uh, decision making Mm -hmm. it's under decision making that so I was way off on the extreme of being you know very demanding. Right. I but that was in my natural state and what I found interesting is I know that I can be extreme in that respect. So but because I'm self-aware of it, if you looked at my other score that was at like a 57. So a 99 versus a 57. So I've been able to moderate that, mm-hmm. which I've had to. Otherwise, you have a tendency to offend people and, you know, you, you become that guy that's difficult to work with.
0: Right. I felt my adaptive and my natural state were mainly the same across the board i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but overall i think like my character doesn't change and by myself i'll be the same person as i am working with others and stuff and you know it was it just told like I, like we discussed yesterday didn't tell me anything new that we didn't kind of know but it was just like okay kind of figured
1: you kinda, know kind of confirms it i i felt uh it was definitely interesting um you know for me, obviously, being on that extreme in that one area.
0: You want to let people know where they can uh, take this online test as well? It's
1: not available for free.
0: Oh, no. sorry, guys. Yeah, people are yeah. asking. Yeah. But, you know, maybe some other time we'll do our own test in a couple years.
1: Yeah, when we become psychologists. Yeah, we are
0: psychologists, right? I, now. I think
1: this was a pretty, uh, the way they put this together was very in-depth in depth and the insights that you can get out of it. Obviously, they have. Uh, Interesting algorithm that calculates the scores, but uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting So
0: before we kind of start our official whole thing just letting you guys know a couple of exciting things we have going on um, First, I think you dropped your
1: did you drop the buys video yet? Biceps and triceps with bands drops here probably in the next hour and a half
0: hour and a half Okay, so make sure you tune into James Grage or youtube.com slash James Grage to catch our bands workout that we did uh in the warehouse this time we just walked completely through the gym and that'll be just super interesting uh, for you guys that are interested in working out with resistance bands um those videos we shoot every friday and we usually try to drop them tuesday and tuesday or wednesday depending on what the workload is Mm -hmm. um so tune in for that in about an hour and a half you'll if you're a part of that notification squad you'll definitely get it but if not Go over and subscribe right now, JamesGrage or uh, YouTube.com slash James. I keep on saying JamesGrage.com because we have some exciting things coming go, in well, January. Just go ahead and spit it out. Okay, so in January, we're making this kind of a little bit more official. Um, we're really we really like the feedback we're getting from you guys as far as these podcasts go. So we just asked our, our team in here, our um, web team here to create a, a website for to make it easy because people are asking us, hey, where can we find this? Where can we find that? You can find everything you want on jamesgraves.com, This podcast
1: for free. We're not trying to monetize anything or sell anything. Yeah,
0: you guys, you guys can just listen to us. It, it'll be, um, it'll just be cool stuff. You guys can just everything you guys always want to ask James or kind of learn some of his theories. Let's say foreshadowing a little bit. Um, you can find on jamesgraves.com. and we're going to put a lot of effort into creating some of that content you guys are because always asking for, looking for.
1: Yeah, because right now the YouTube videos, we chop them down a little bit to make them uh, a little easier to digest. So a 40-minute conversation down to 20, but it's not the full audio. Uh, And then here on IG Stories, of course, it disappears after 24 hours. So this is a place where they can just uh, find a permanent home.
0: Cool. So let's kick it off. You are now tuned into the James Grage Theory.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I guess that would make me James Grage, host of this podcast, uh, with Dennis, my producer, and this is a podcast about fitness, life, and business.
0: Very simple. I mean, we don't need to get into more than that. Um, this is our episode nine, which is fitting because it is fitting fitness into your fitness, into your life. <laughs> so we'll, we'll play around with the title a little bit, but yeah. So basic conversation for this one, I usually prepare a little bit mm-hmm. for this one. I didn't prepare anything just because I was like, let's have our first official kind of podcast that'll be hitting. Let's kind of freestyle it. We always talk about it. And like you said, Mm -hmm. when I write things down, not really engaged in the conversation. So Um,
1: Dennis and I had an interesting conversation. I think uh, you guys listening, you can probably relate to this, that uh, one of the reasons why I don't like to really rehearse this or prepare. Matter of fact, Dennis usually tells me, an hour before what we're going to talk about because I don't want to know. I'd rather have the conversation just be more relaxed uh, and just let it flow. Is it when you prepare, you have a tendency to think about what you want to say next versus really listening to the other person and engaging in a genuine dialogue? And so to me, that's what this is. This is all about. I enjoy that part of it is just, you know, really listening to where you're coming from and and just be able to talk about things and not feel like I've got to hit certain bullet points
0: for sure. And I think if people they'll be able to check the past previous eight episodes and they can see the dynamic between us where I'm that curious kind of still that undisciplined, unfocused guy trying to find the way which I think you've already set a template for yourself on pretty much success over many platforms of fitness life business and you know these episodes are just as dedicated to that it's me kind of picking your brain and I think this is a big one which I don't even need notes on but I suffer from you know not making fitness I, I think about it too much like I think this that's the point it's I tried to, I don't know if I'm trying to clear up some, you know, space or time for it, but fitness is just not a part of my regular, it's an uncomfortable part of my life where I know I'm locked in with my, my business, you know, I'm locked in with not really my life, but you know, working on that, but fitness just doesn't fit. How do I, how do I fit fitness into my
1: life? How do you fit fitness into your life? Yeah, you know, I think we're in an interesting time now because people's mindset about fitness is a little bit different, or people are are at least more open to new ideas about fitness. There used to be a lot of dogma about fitness, like there's just one way to do it. This is the only way, and you know, no matter what your lifestyle is or what priorities you have in your life, there's just this one way of doing it. And people aren't looking at it that same way now. People are looking at fitness and saying it can be this, or it could be this, or it could be this, and I enjoy that. I I think one of the biggest challenges that I see is that people are trying to take a square peg and cram it into a round hole, meaning that if fitness only looks one way to them, that if they're going to somehow make this a lifestyle, they feel like that they have to completely reinvent their entire lifestyle in order to adopt this new, you know, fitness lifestyle. They
0: have to work around fitness. Right. Right.
1: And I think that's maybe true to a degree when it comes to potentially eliminating some of your bad patterns or bad habits, bad lifestyle habits, let me say, that don't contribute to a healthy lifestyle. But it doesn't mean you have to completely reprioritize things because I see that a lot. I see people when they really get immersed in fitness for the first time and I'm not talking about just getting in shape. I'm saying like, okay, I'm going to go all in. And all of a sudden they start to achieve a level of success in fitness. I see this shift in all their other priorities and it gets a little out of whack. Mm-hmm. You know, so whatever that is, whether that's their work or, you know, their relationships or, you know, maybe their family life or their fun or whatever it is, that usually suffers. And they've just become so monofocused, like fitness takes over their whole life. Like I love fitness and I think it's cool, but it's not my whole life, not by a long shot, but it used to be. Right. And so I I know what that's like for me when I was younger in my twenties, even to maintain a relationship to keep a girlfriend was impossible because I was so selfish. I was so focused on my training and my nutrition and I just refused to deviate from that. It's like, well, Hey, let's go that, you know, go do this. Let's, let's go here. Nope. It doesn't fit my routine.
0: Is there a certain time where, you know, some of these other things get in the, do you, is there ever a time you resent fitness kind of in a way where you're like, it took up so much of my time that like, fuck fitness. Like for me, I'll give you an example for me. Um, when I was on the, when I was on a lacrosse team, you know, after I got an injury, I pulled my groin and I was losing the scholarship calls, I kind of resented lacrosse a little bit, you know, because I dedicated so much of my time to it and just one little hiccup and I kind of resented it because I lost so much of my fun, the girlfriends, blah, 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 from from my dedication. I know you've been dedicated to fitness super strong, but I just don't know what that balance was for you and if you ever kind of resented fitness like that.
1: I don't think I've resented it quite at that level I have gone through periods, and it really wasn't even that long ago, where I lost some of my enthusiasm for it, and it's because I was doing it for the wrong reasons. I was I was doing it because, one, this is the the industry that I'm in. I'm in the fitness industry, and I felt that there was a responsibility to maintain... A certain a, standard you have to keep. A certain standard, and it doesn't mean that I would have fallen off otherwise. I just probably wouldn't have done it at that same level or my reasons for doing it would have been completely different. I, you know, because I'm just at a different point. I think that, you know, as you evolve as a person, as you grow as a person, your motivations, your reason for going to the gym should evolve too. Like my reasons now are totally different than they were when I was 20. When I was 20, it was to get chicks. It that was my (laughs) only reason for doing it. It was like to look good, you know, to get girls superficial absolutely very very superficial and there's nothing wrong with that right when you're 20 what else should you be focused on right well I mean there's other things but you know you know what I mean now my goals have shifted towards obviously health is part of it longevity is part of it I know no one wants to hear that but really even if you're 20 or 30 years old fast forward just a little bit who really wants to get old do you want to get old do you want to look old no do you want to act old no, I don't That's true so so that's part of it as well. I want to feel good. I uh, but the bigger priority for me is balancing now with everything else that's important in my life. And so I'm not willing to sacrifice other things that are really important for me or to me just for the sake of being super shredded, dialed in all the time. And so that's why recently I just said, "You know what? I don't care if I'm like super diced, like, you know, crazy ripped six-pack anymore." Do I want to have abs? Yes, but am I willing to go that extra step to get there? No, and there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not picking on it by any means. If you're at a point in your life where that's your goal and that's what you want to achieve and you can make those sacrifices and they're not taken away from other things that are important to you, then by all means, pursue it. Like, I could draw a really similar comparison to business. I had an interesting conversation with someone the other day who's who's had a lot of success, had some crazy failures, lost everything, and then, you know, had to muster it up to like go and build it again. And so we got into this conversation of what it's like to start again. And the realization that I've come to is that let's say that I I were to, you know, want to do another thing like BPI again. To, to create what we've created here took so much energy, so much energy, and it is a genuine sacrifice because to create anything, to take this idea, idea and to make it real, it requires your time, your energy, your focus, right, and you're manifesting this thing to make it real. And in the process, yeah, there's other things that, you know, that fall off, right? And it's the same thing with fitness, like the loftier your goals, like the You know, the further you want to take it, the more you're going to have to put into it, just like there is with business. So for me with business, I really appreciate where we're at now with BPI because now we've got such an awesome team here where it's not just me anymore. We've got, you know, so many super talented, creative, you know, driven and passionate people that can continue to help this thing grow. It just doesn't rely on, you know, this small core anymore. But
0: I think that also took... The, since I've been here in five years, I don't think there has ever been a decline in the level of commitment you've given to it. So there's no way we can start from down here. We've already kind of taken it to where you can take us with it. And we're just kind of building upon the the commitment's
1: still there. But now I'm able to find a little bit better balance in life. Now I'm able to, you know, go take a vacation and hang out with the kids more and spend more time with, with my wife. And, uh, so now that's my pursuit is how do I, how do I find better balance between all those things, between my fitness goals, which used to be super extreme between my business goals, which used to be super extreme and other things that are important to me. But yeah, when I was 20, I could take it to the extreme with my fitness because I wasn't taken away from anything that was important. I right. wasn't married. I didn't have kids. I didn't really have much going in the way of business. So yeah, I could take it to the limit. Right. Uh, so I, I just think it really comes down to how far do you want to take it? If you wanna, you know, go to the max, like same thing in business, you wanna, you know, build a billion dollar company, okay, you know, you're gonna have to put a lot into it. This obviously, this isn't the
0: max episode though. This is a, the balance episode. This is the balance so episode. So like you were saying, I don't want people to think, you know, hey, just because I don't wanna be extremely diced and shredded, it doesn't mean that you don't wanna be this isn't that extreme episode. It's the balance. Like, hey, you've already been been to the extreme level of every corner, I think. The extreme in the business, the extreme in the fitness, the extreme in the life. You know.
1: So now, now I'm trying to bring it back in, and, so, and that's where this, to bring it full circle back to how do you fit fitness into your lifestyle, I, I think that that would be my feedback now is you don't have to just take your entire lifestyle and you know, fit it into this fitness mold. I would say that whatever it is that is important to you in your life, the things that are a priority, a priority to you right now, keep those, keep those a priority and say, okay, how do I fit fitness into my life? And there's a better chance of that sticking because one of the keys, you know, is sustainability, right? It's that consistency. So yeah, you could modify your entire life to this new fitness lifestyle short term, but is it sustainable? For some people it is, for some people it isn't. And if it's not sustainable, then ultimately you're not gonna achieve the level of success that you want. So it's better to figure out how to modify it a little bit and fit it into your lifestyle.
0: So you're saying, I'll speak from personally, when I do make that change, that two week, one month change in my life, waking up at 6 a.m., going for you know, 25 minute walk, making sure I eat breakfast, making sure I come in, Eat lunch, drink enough water. For me, all that, all that is so much effort. For you know, really, it is like the eating the breakfast part. It's like force feeding. You know, I feel like I'm getting waterboarded when I have to like chug water in the morning. And I see people that that have gallons of jugs that are just chugging it in the morning. Just so at a simple level, just kind of changing to that. Like, how would I be able to change some of that diet? I know I've come up to you and talked to you about intermittent fasting and all that stuff, but. It, Is that really just, you know, do I just suck it up and go or do I kind of work around it?
1: Look, some of it you have to suck up a little bit. But here's what I'd say. Your your level of effort that you put into it with your training, your nutrition, everything about it should match where it fits on your priority list. Right. And so that's what I see is that's where there's this mismatch. So if someone's goal is just to be healthier right? It's just maybe to lose a little bit of weight, to feel healthier, to feel better about themselves, to look in the mirror and, you know, not hate the way they look. That doesn't, you know, maybe that's not at the top of their list. Maybe the top of the list is still other things, whether it's, you know, business or family, et cetera, et Mm -hmm. cetera, or traveling or who knows, whatever their priorities are, the level of effort you put into it should match. Otherwise, there probably is going to be a resentment. You're talking about like feeling a little resentful. So if your goal isn't to be super ripped and shredded and take it to the extreme, then your efforts shouldn't be at this crazy weird extreme. Otherwise, you're gonna feel like, okay, I'm sacrificing other things that to me are more important than fitness. Right. So it should, it should match. And I think that's the first thing is you have to establish, you know, what your priorities are and where does fitness fall into that. And that's why look, a lot of people don't don't ever do it, right? They never get in shape. Why? because it's too far off their priority list. There's too many other things that are ahead of it in order. And when you have to say, okay, what makes the cut and what doesn't fitness doesn't make the cut. So it still has to be a high enough priority to where you fit time for it.
0: Well, what kind of excuse am I making? If I'm saying my own well-being is not on my priority? you know, what kind of like, I understand that, you know, some people just have the discipline to do it and everything, but it should be a priority for most people. It should be like your top three or four is your, is, is your health, you know?
1: So here's, a, you know, it's interesting. I've got, uh, I've got my nephew coming out. He's going to stay with me. He's 19 years old. This is my brother's son. And I, uh, so he's into computer science and, you know, programming and design. And so I feel like it's an awesome opportunity to bring him out from California out here, do an internship at BPI, be surrounded by, You know, super talented people, really passionate people just open up his eyes to things. And I don't know. He and I have never talked about it, but I don't think he has a lot of interest in fitness. But I'm still going to try to get him into it at a basic level only for the sake of, let's call it balance in life, right? A little bit of balance when it comes to self-mastery, right? Otherwise, you're lopsided. If everything that you do is to develop one aspect of who you are, so whether you know it's on a spiritual side or whether you know it's continuing to learn, you know new new skills or or whatever it is, there should be some sort of balance in there for you to be for you to neglect your physical being, right? This vessel that carries us around it's the temple. That that's neglectful, really. And what kind of what kind of respect are you showing yourself at that point right. so it should be if nothing else it should be a small percentage of it to have some sort of routine on a daily basis where there's some sort of you know exercise you should be cognizant of the things that you're putting in your body Right. so it really just depends again is that a low priority or is that a high priority and then you're going to adjust your effort accordingly
0: um so let's try to explain some of my my issues with um, not fitting it into my lifestyle. There are certain I, I consider it like building a, a card a card house, right? You're building a, a house out of cards. For me, once I get derailed and one of those cards pop off and the whole thing comes down, I'm just so reluctant to start back up. You know what I mean? Something happens, whether it's you know, and it's all it's all basically an excuse, but you know, some a bad day at work and I just don't want to be in this fucking place anymore. You know, I just want to go, mm-hmm. and and that that day goes off. So I'm like, you know what? This was a bad week, so let me just continue this bad week. And by the time I, it's Sunday, I've eaten so much. I'm just walking in here. With, I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going to take this month off. You know what? I'll start in January. But to me, it's that I can't just freeze it and put that card back in. You know, so I don't know if that made sense.
1: Well, but. you know, as you're talking about, I almost envision these safeguards, so to speak, so it doesn't it doesn't become a runaway train, right? It's one thing to have a bad day at work. But it's another thing for that to snowball, and then all of a sudden your whole day is a mess, and then your your week's a mess, and then right. your month's a mess. You know, then it turns into, "Hey man, I had a really bad year." <laughs> yeah. 2007 there's there's got to be some sort of safeguards in there, and for me, fitness is one of those things that no matter how bad my day is, and no matter how much I don't want to go into the gym at that particular time, because I've been in that same headspace before. I'm like, I don't want to do anything. Like, you know, fuck everybody. Yeah. You know, I'm not yeah, here for sure. For sure. I. Uh, but I know that once I'm done with that workout, it helps hit the reset button a little bit and get me back on track. Like if you were if you were on a road trip and you took a wrong turn, right, and said, Oh man, I was supposed to be going south and now I'm going west, would you just say, Fuck it, I'm just gonna keep driving west? Yeah, no, you would like you would stop and be like, All right, let me look at my map. Let, let me adjust. Me, let ahead. me adjust, let me get back on track. It's like
0: how your maps does it, rerouting.
1: So, you know, that's one of the things is, you know, for me fitness is one of those it's that opportunity to to stop, kind of recalibrate, get back on track because what I find is that, you know, everything in my day links together. If I'm eating right, then I'm more likely to train right. If I train right, I'm more likely to be in a better headspace. I'm gonna be more productive at work. When I'm more productive at work and I have a good day, I'm gonna come home and I'm gonna be better with my kids and better with my wife. Like it's really difficult to separate all those things. And especially when it comes to habits, like we talk about the habit of working out, right? Everyone says, oh, I wanna develop this habit and I want to start going to the gym. Well, it doesn't exist in a silo like, you know, in this black hole all by itself. It's it's linked with the rest of your day, with the rest of your life. And that's what I'm saying. If it doesn't fit in, if this new routine, this new habit doesn't fit in with everything else, and if it's going against the grain with everything else, then it's really unlikely that it's going to stick.
0: I think that's a big part of that. It's, you know, I know I can, you know, get my, um, life a little bit in order i can get my job in order certainly but i suck at fitness so i don't want that fitness to bring my everything else that i'm doing positively to bring it down and like okay fuck it the whole thing is a c-minus now you know right so i just avoided completely i mean i just discovered that now while you're saying it but it basically is you know there's certain things that i know my relationships are okay you know okay with work okay with life somewhat And then the fitness, I don't like, all
1: right, let's ignore that because that
0: sucks. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but look, I think we all feel that way to a degree when starting something new, especially you and I've talked about this before. I was always pretty good at starting new things. If I started something brand new at the same time as someone else, I always found it right off the bat that I was pretty good. You know, that's good and bad. Right, you know, as far as setting your expectations for things. But I think for people, when they start something and they feel like they don't know what they're doing and it's difficult and all these things, there's that reluctance to do it. But what I've learned over time is that every, everybody's got to start somewhere. Like you're not going to be just great at everything right off the bat. You've you got to start at some point and it's not going to meet your expectations from the get go. But if you just keep doing it and building from it, eventually you'll get there. I look at business, I really definitely confirm that in business. I look at everything that we do on a daily basis, all the layers of processes that we have and protocols and all these moving pieces. People say, "How'd you how'd you create all those pieces?" And I look back and I say, "You know, every one of them just came layer by layer. And the funny thing is most of them came from mistakes. Most processes come from mistakes. Something happens, you say, "Oh man, that hurt." Let's not let that happen again. Let's please not let that happen again. How do we avoid that? And so you start creating some processes to, you know, to improve, to avoid those mistakes again, but just little by little, it starts to improve. I look at when we started BPI, I had, I had had other businesses before, but still at the beginning of BPI, we were rookies, man. We were rookies. We made so many mistakes. It was crazy because as much as we thought we knew everything, we knew nothing, and, uh, you know, just over time of just continuing to do it, you learn and you get better at it. So it's the same thing with fitness just to come in and say, Hey, you know, right off the bat, it's going to be natural for me. I'm going to be good at it. I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to get great results. It's just, it's, you know, it's not going to happen for everybody.
0: So another thing, you know, just thinking about the conversation, another issue I have, I'm just being selfish right now. I don't know how to shut everything else off when I'm in the gym. So the anxieties, the stress of everything else. And I just kind of hate, you know, it, like I can see That's someone like you. you yeah. Someone like, cause no matter what, I'd rather be working on something physically than to be in the gym, thinking about that, that work, you know, kind of in that certain point, especially, you know, we have this awesome gym here and everything, but after work, it's like it's like running a marathon. How can you just go right to sleep after a marathon? You're working pretty hard until five o'clock, and then to walk into the gym and just say, "Okay, let me shut this off and let me connect my mind to my my muscle and all that stuff." But seriously, it yeah. it becomes it becomes like I'd rather just go home, lay down, just kind of relax a little bit, and then maybe maybe I'll get up in an hour to go work out. How yes. many times do you think that happens? Yeah, zero. Right. Zero. So how do I? You know, maybe it's a mental disorder. Who knows? But how do I just kind of shut everything down and just in, turn that into a meditation thing? We're also having people. So during our podcast, we'll have people send us questions and uh, reply and comment on stuff. But so,
1: so I would say, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think from my own perspective how I do it, because, of course, having the gym right here, you know, it's right outside my office on the other side of this wall right. here. So it's so close yet sometimes feels so far away. Yeah, Behind the picture. So it feels so close yet so far away. And it's because when I'm in that mindset of working, sometimes it's hard to peel myself away from that and to go out there and change, you know, my mindset. I, I don't shut it down necessarily because I actually feel like it's more rechanneling my energy because if I shut down, I shut down, right? You say you go home and once you sit on the couch, you're done. Come on. That's it. You're, you're winding down at that point. So I'm not trying to shut down. I'm not trying to wind down. It's rechanneling the energy and refocusing my energy. I so all that anxiety that I feel because I feel that when I'm in the gym, especially if it's you know right at five o'clock, I'm still kind of in that work mode. Right. I I feel all those things that you feel. I feel like things pulling at me in different directions, and it makes you want to just grab your stuff and just leave the gym and go take care of it real quick. Exactly. And so it takes discipline. And, you know, we talk about what discipline is. It requires discipline to be in the gym. Well, that's one of the things. It requires discipline to say, no, let me just blast through this. Let me focus on, you know, let me be more present. Because usually when you're thinking the way you're thinking, you're not even thinking about what you just did. You're thinking about what you need to do. So you're thinking into the future. And so you talk about, you know, being present. What does present mean? Well, it means right here, right now. What you have to do in the future doesn't even exist yet. That's only in your head. That's like this crazy rat race in there. So for me to anchor myself into the moment, that's where I start thinking rep by rep. Like, all right, let me go in there. Let me push this up. All right, let me push it up nine more times. All right, set it down. All right, that's a set. I can do another set. And I just take it moment by moment. I don't get ahead of myself and go, all right, I got 14 more sets to go to get through this workout. Because again, you know, not only am I not present, but then it just like, ah, oh, you know, it's overwhelming. Let me let me get out of here. i got too much other stuff that I've got to do. So I, I really just try to anchor myself into that moment. And for me, that is my form of meditation. You know, some people go out and whatever they do, you know, they sit in a yoga pose. Some people do Tai Chi. Everyone's got their own thing. For me, going out there, that's my meditation. And that's why most people ask why I don't listen to music. That's why is because I'm, I'm not looking for a distraction. I'm looking to tune back in because I'm so like in that mode of like, go, 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 go. That's my way of like centering back in.
0: Do you think there'll ever be a time where you, you know, it's kind of sounds silly, but you won't need fitness in your life to be happy. Cause I know it is a p- pillar of your life. It's a part of your chemical makeup, mm-hmm. you know, is to be this guy. But do you think there'll ever be a time where you're just kind of not so into it and things like that, where you have already found peace, you've kind of, you know. no,
1: I mean, look, I think I'm getting to that point now, finding that peace. I don't feel like I need fitness for the same reasons that I used to think that I needed right. it. Before I needed it more for my ego, I felt like I had to look a certain way, you know, and whatever was running through my head, uh, you know, what I felt others expected of me or, you know, you, you do definitely get some body dysmorphia issues, you know. Most people in the fitness industry, you know, will shake their head up and down and say, yeah, it's true. You know, once you once you get to a certain level, you hold yourself to this crazy standard. Once you've been ripped and shredded, right, anything less than that, you're like, oh, you know, I'm out of shape. And most people are like, are you crazy? I would die to look like that. You just – you get a little messed up in your head about what your expectations are. So my expectations aren't at that crazy, ridiculous level because it is an extreme, right? It doesn't – again, doesn't mean it's a bad thing but it is an extreme, just like someone again, who's super, super invested in business. And that's all they focus on. It's an extreme. That's how you find success. You talk to Jay Cutler, he'll tell you, I mean, that's one of the reasons he was as successful at bodybuilding as he was, is he was very extreme. Like it was super, super disciplined. He didn't Jay wasn't out there, you know, drinking. He wasn't going out to the beach. He wasn't traveling, you know, for fun. He was traveling for business, but Jay wasn't doing all those other things. He was in the gym. He was training. He was sticking to his nutrition. He was very, very disciplined.
0: And you find out, you talk to Jay now, you won't find a person that hates eating more than Jay. Jay Cutler hates eating. Well, because
1: he realizes what he sacrificed, that it was, you know, out of whack. It was out of balance in a good way to find success, of but course. still out of balance. Nonetheless,
0: you're not going to be four time Mr. Olympia with a complete balanced life. I don't think you're not going to be no. where you are with a complete, complete balance. No, I think it's, he's finding like you are right now. I think he's finding his balance. He's 10 times happier. You know. Well,
1: well that's what I would tell people is you, you really got to look at it and say, okay, you know, what is your ultimate pursuit? What's your ultimate goal? And not in things, but what's your ultimate goal? And I would say that for most people, I think their ultimate goal is just to be happy, right? To be happy, feel fulfilled. And I definitely think there's a way, even if you're young and you're starting out, to be able to incorporate all those things in the beginning. I think that you can have, just pursue you know, more balance and say, okay, I wanna have a business and I want it to be successful, but I'm not gonna take it to this crazy extreme because I'm not gonna sacrifice these other things that are important. I'm gonna be fit. But I'm not gonna take it to these crazy extremes where I don't hang out with my friends anymore and I don't travel and I don't ever go to a restaurant and enjoy a good meal. There's a way to to have balance and that's where I'm at now. And I even had that photo shoot with Inside Fitness Magazine here that was Monday. And I I didn't take it to a crazy limit. I didn't I didn't diet. I ate I ate clean, you know, I ate very healthy. I I worked out and did my cardio and all that, and I was in Good shape, but I wasn't trying to go for that extreme look.
0: What was the difference between, let's say, because you've done another shoot with Inside Fitness? What was the difference between your last shoot and your th- and this shoot?
1: So last one was a baby step in between because it was the same thing. I took it down a notch from you know what I would normally do. If if in the past it was like, hey, a magazine shoot, well I'm going to take it to the extreme and I'm going to diet and train like I would for a bodybuilding competition. A
0: magazine over there.
1: Right? So the last one, same thing. I toned it down and said, hey, let's create... Let's put out an image that's more realistic, that's not so crazy, because I think there's a responsibility there to say, hey, if you wanna look this way, this isn't a normal look. Like, you can't put in a moderate amount of effort and look that way. There's just no way. I've always discussed that before, too. It, it takes an extreme amount. Mm-hmm. takes some sacrifice, right? But, if you want more balance, and if you want you know more of a moderate approach, well then, here's what a moderate look is. Here's what's realistic, as far as, you know, what kind of look can you have 24-7, 365? Can you have abs all year? You can, but you're not gonna be ripped and shredded and super dry and crispy all year. Photoshoot
0: ready at all times. No,
1: so... I just felt like there was a responsibility to just be open and honest about it and say, this is what it really looks like. If you want to look this way, here's what it's going to take. If you want to look this way, here's what it's going to take.
0: And, you know, not to you know, give all the credit in the world to us, but there was a certain time, you know, even when I first started in, 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 the, in the industry um, as a social media guy here, when you ask somebody what does fitness mean to you, they would say, I want to look good. Mm -hmm. just in those short five years it's changed to i want to feel good and that was a lot of the efforts that i think we did as a company where it was like very honest with you the integrity we had to be like we're not going to tell you something you've always made that very clear this condition that i'm in right now for this shoot i'm only going to have it for two days yep and the the bodybuilders the competitors we have they're only going to sustain that for two three days and then Then they're gone. You see, they take. They gradually day by day starts to disappear. They do three or four photo shoots. They use those for a year, and then you see them on internet. They got the bellies and kind of fluffed up, which is which is great, which is fine. I'm sure that, but I think they're like you're talking about. There's that body dysmorphia with some people are in 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 our industry because they get to see these year long pictures of themselves
1: in extreme shape for that that they were in for two days. I'm I'm starting to see more transparency, honesty. Uh, on the women's side with social media, with Instagram, women saying, Hey, this is, you know, I think it's easier for women to be a little more vulnerable and say, Here's how I was feeling. This was what was running through my mind. Here are my insecurities. And just to be open and honest about it. Dudes are not going to do that. It's a lot harder for us to do it, right? And so we're going to, you know, we're going to keep up the illusion longer. And so for a guy, when going back to what I said, if this is our expectation, You know, of what we should look like and what everyone thinks that we look like. We don't want to show pictures where we look like this. (laughs) So, of course, when they're in their best shape, they're going to take a lot of pictures. They're going to save those all up and they're going to spread those throughout the year. The rest of the time, they're going to take a picture and they're going to be in a shirt.
0: But I think that ruins it for guys like me that are just like, okay, well, I want to start this journey. But then I look at some guy like Whitney Reed and, you know, he's pretty much in shape all year round. But when he gets like diced, you know, very few people can can beat him on that. Mm. I think he deals with that sometimes too. But guys, I like mean we look at you. we look yeah, he's very open about it. And I deal with stuff like that like damn, there's no way I can get into that kind of shape that
1: I see every single Instagram star or whatever. So why even why even try really? And that's why I think that there's a responsibility there. That's what bothers me about it. And it's not as bad. I feel like it's getting better, but you know, even a couple of years ago I felt like it was really really bad where If I was someone looking at that from the outside and someone said, here's the transformation that I made in three months, and it's this crazy transformation from like really overweight to ripped and shredded, of course, that sets the expectation of what you can achieve in three months. And when I don't reach that, I'm gonna look inward and say, God, what's wrong with me? I fucked it up. Look at all
0: these people that did it. You know What's wrong with me? I mean, there was certain companies that I know would frustrate us with like, where's the integrity there? Why aren't you telling the people what you need to tell them instead of what they want to hear? Hey, I can, Hey, you want to lose a pound a day and whatever, you know,
1: that was the real backstory behind wanting to do the program with Kirby who works here in our social media department, the games, to gains. the games to gains episodes on YouTube was taking someone who was just starting out and showing what three months of progress, real effort, like really putting it all out there, training hard eating right. Cause a full he was
0: supplementation everything. program,
1: everything. Like if you do everything right and someone pushing you, here's what it looks like over three months. And some people look at it and say, well, you know, yeah, he looks good, but you know, I thought he would be, you know, whatever. Right. I thought he would put on 40 pounds of muscle. That's ridiculous. Hmm. And so that was one of my goals was to show what it really looks like. And, and that's where I feel there's a responsibility on our part is not to tell people what they want to hear. And, there's a lot of companies, that's what they do. They're going to sell you. They're going to tell you what you want to hear and say, hey, it's easy. It's, it's, all you have to do is this, and all you have to do is that. And it's not that easy. Mm-hmm. It takes time. It takes hard work. It takes consistency. It takes patience. Right. right? And so that's my definition of integrity is to tell people the truth and paint a more realistic picture of what it looks like.
0: I think the moral of some of this conversation is, and we're great conversation. We're running a little over not over but we're still hitting our mark um it is to kind of set the realistic expectations and even with someone like kirby that didn't have too many rooted responsibilities before he started this so he allowed fitness to become the top of his priority yep some of us don't have that luxury we're not 19 year old kids you know and but there is there is something to say about somebody like kirby who really had was he created his own life Mm. you know His own priorities. And to him, it was as simple as, hey, I want to game a little bit more, or I want to gain a couple of pounds. I want to, you know, be good, uh, talk to my parents a little bit more, anything like that, you know, and to kind of create his life down here. And he made fitness, he put fitness on the top, and he was a perfect example of someone that worked around it, but kind of worked around fitness instead of fitness working around him.
1: And so, and, and that's why he's a great example because if that's all he did, he made it to your point, his number one priority for 3 months to train to eat to take his supplements and he was like a robot. Yeah, did he have slips along the way? Yeah, but not too many, especially because I was right on his ass, like right. right? I never let him slip too far. And he also did a great job holding himself accountable. But if that's the progress that you can make over 3 months when you're 19 years old, right? When you're you can make great changes. It's a little easier at 19 probably than it is at 39. Right. But to have that his number one priority and to see the progress that he made over that period of time. So again, if that's not your number one priority, so what kind of progress are you gonna make over three months? So that's why I'm always promoting, you gotta change your mindset and not get so fixated on the destination, the results, and you have to make it all about the journey because it is a journey. It takes a period of time. It could take you years to really get to where you wanna get, and that's okay because guess what? You're stuck with yourself for the rest of your life anyway, right? right? Where are you going? Are you trying to run away from yourself? You're going to drag this body around with you until you die. So Why, why not make n-
0: it a little lighter?
1: Yeah, so why not start now and just be really consistent with right. it? And eventually, you're going to get to where you want to go. But that still goes back to priorities. You have to be realistic with your goals depending on – how high of a priority it is. So, if fitness isn't your number one priority, then you can't expect those crazy results. Not going to happen because it takes a crazy amount of effort.
0: So, tailor your expectation to the to the results you want. Prioritize. Well,
1: we'll tailor it based on how much energy and effort you're willing to put into it. All right,
0: All right. I think that's. Uh... Great advice right there. Um, any other tips for anyone that's kind of just, I guess, made, like to me, that's always, and it's always, before we started, this was like, I feel like I'm just making excuses, you know, you about why. No, I know. I know. Don't worry. I know. Um, but is there any tips that you can kind of give someone like me? I know a lot of people listening probably have the same kind of issue on just making it. I think you've already given plenty of tips, but if there's any kind of like final note you want to kind of give to somebody that's asking like okay well i work hard you know i try to live my life i have a family i need to get in shape you know i'm a few pounds over i just need to make it more of my lifestyle so it doesn't turn me off so i don't resent it after three months
1: so if you go back to the common thread throughout this whole conversation has been about priority right you know where does it fall on your priority list so if it hasn't been making the cut right out of all the things that you have time for if it's not a high enough priority and you want to make it a high enough priority I would say that my number one tip is you've got to go back to your why. What's your reason for doing it? And you have to find a really compelling reason, something that means something to you personally that makes it a priority to you. That's what I always tell people. I'm like, if it's, if it's not sticking, then your reason for doing it isn't strong enough. Because if something's important enough to us, really, truly important enough to us, then you're going you're gonna to make it more of a priority. So that'll be number one is really revisit your reason for for doing it. And it can't be superficial. You gotta do like, I hate to say soul searching, but you know, dig a little bit and and be real with yourself, be honest with yourself and say, okay, well, if I want to look great, why? Why? What is it about the way you look right now that's bothering you? And what does that mean to you? So if you're if you're carrying an extra 30 pounds, does it make you feel insecure? Insecure, do you look in the mirror? Do you like hate the way you look? Are you embarrassed when you get on the beach? And if you are embarrassed when you're on the beach and you take off your shirt, how does that feel? And like what other insecurities does that spark? Like just be real with yourself about it. Do a little bit of digging. And I think you can find within that a pretty compelling reason why to do it. And if it is coming from a negative place like that, insecurity, spin it into a positive. Like, okay, I I wanna be able to go to the beach. I don't have to be like He-Man, right? but I wanna go to the beach and feel really comfortable so when I'm on the beach, I'm enjoying the beach. I'm there with whoever I'm with, my friends, my family, or whatever, and I'm enjoying the sun and the surf, and I'm chilling out and I'm having a great time instead of preoccupying all my time and my thoughts, worrying about how I look and how people perceive me.
0: Right, I mean, I'll I'll tell you for me right now, the motivation mainly is to practice what I preach. I mean, I'm a creative director here at BPI Sports. I'd like to look more, bpi sports than i actually do you know it's it's a part of like okay well if i'm the one posting this stuff and talking about it it's all bullshit if i don't live it you get me like i I I respect it i appreciate it i think and i think that's a certain point I, i do a better job because i do appreciate it you know and i don't resent it and i i see it from the outside as a fan and kind of like well, this is what I would want to see if, you know, that's the I, stuff I post.
1: I, I, I get it. But I would say that that's similar to where I was coming from when I wasn't really as enthusiastic, right? right? I was doing it out of a sense of obligation to represent. And that's not a strong enough reason or it's not a good enough reason. It's not. And it hasn't been a good enough reason for you up until this point because it hasn't sparked it in you yet. Right, right right? You've dabbled in it. You want to do it, but it just, it's not sticky enough for mm-hmm. you. So I think you got to do a little more digging and find something that's more personal to you right, right. than it is about other people or how people perceive you. It, it's got to mean something to you.
0: And I think we've had eight episodes talking about just people's perceptions, ego, discipline. I mean, the it's, list can go on and it's, on. It's,
1: it's got about, it's got to be about you and how you feel. And then, and, you know, those are the more powerful reasons or, you know, Mike and I've talked about before when Mike was really on his game a year ago, his reason was all about being able to be healthier for his daughter to make sure he's around for her, but to also share a healthier lifestyle with her. So she grows up, you know, knowing the difference between what a healthy lifestyle and an unhealthy lifestyle looks like. But his daughter, who means everything in the world to him, was the powerful reason. Right. Right, so you got to find a reason that's powerful.
0: I think my reason is the, the twenty year old James reason: Just get a ton of poon.
1: <laughs> but but has it been a strong enough reason to get you into the gym? You
0: know what though? No, but I think my humor and my charm has been getting me that. But I want to move to that next level of super hot chicks. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my reason right there, everyone. No, but on on a realistic note, there's a certain point where. Um, you know, I used to be the best basketball player amongst my friends when we went out and played street ball. Mm. And it is an ego thing, but I still like being, I was always the big guy, I was always picked first, then you get picked second, and then you get picked third. And then, I think,
1: you know, like I said, do some digging. It's, right, it's right. You and I've talked about it when doing an interview with someone and asking them, you know, about some of their backstory, like, you know, what's their history and fitness or what were some of those low points for them? Or what I'm always interested in is what was that turning point for them? When did they make that decision to go ahead and just really commit themselves? But that takes some digging. You have to ask them a lot of questions and strip through those different layers because we all have a tendency to give somewhat superficial answers. Right. Well, it's this or it's that right, you know, because we're we protect all those personal feelings Me being
0: funny is a defense mechanism for what it really probably is, you know
1: So you just have to do some digging there and I uh, and that's why I'm always talking about just being real with yourself right. right, absolutely.
0: Well, let's go into the universe and answer some question from the cool. theorists That's what I might go with that into the from the theorists uh, Reaching into the universe um, just some comments from Curtis Vanada Thank you for always keeping it real. We all appreciate that. Always keeping it real and just letting us know how it is. Uh, DJ89432, greeting James from London, England. What's up, DJ? That's cool. Yep. Um, Everything is just positive comments, no real questions. I think people just really tuned in and listened to this one. Thanks for being a real encouragement, man. That's from A. Geinger1. Uh, Dean Smith, 727 agrees. My gym time, workout time is kind of like a meditation because I don't focus on what I have to do, rather than only focus on the workout. When I leave the gym, I'm always in a good mood, and that's the truth, like, that should be one thing that I should hold on to. it's like, I've never felt bad after a good workout. And,
1: and just so you know, that is one of my secrets is, I always focus, if I am gonna go ahead and think forward, right, and take myself out of the moment, I remind myself how I'm gonna feel when I'm done. I know I've never left the gym to your point. I've never left the gym feeling bad about myself. I always feel great, especially if I didn't want to do it. It feels even better. Once you do, you're like, you know what? I am in control. I've, I've told you that before. The worst feeling in the world to me is feeling like I'm the one kicking my own ass that I don't have any control over myself in this battle of me versus me that I'm losing, right? I don't want to feel that way. So it is a bit of self-mastery or self-control or self-discipline, however you want to look at it. And that's what I remind myself of is that, you know, the two voices, one on each shoulder, when I decide like, oh, the day has gotten the best of me. I've had this crappy day in the office and I leave. That's that one voice on the shoulder getting the best of me.
0: So. Also, Savage XX Fitness says, yes, James, 100% agree. The gym clears my mind massively. It allows me to hit the pause on the day and refocus. Mm-hmm. And that's a great way to see it. It's like, yeah. okay, everything else happened. Pause. Let me do this. Me it's, it, it's.
1: Again. you know, I, I call it, you know, me time. Like, that's just my time away from, from everything else. That's where I can just be a little bit selfish and be focused on myself.
0: Ethan's journey here makes very simple be good to your body and your body will be good to you in the long run yeah very simple when you think about it like that
1: well especially when you think about whatever your pursuits are all right this is you know (laughs) you know i'm always hesitant to talk about people that aren't here anymore but look at the pursuits of a steve jobs if steve jobs was still alive you know what would he what would he have done from the time that he passed until now? What other crazy things could this guy have done in his lifetime? And, you know, look, his health probably beyond his control because I know that he was very focused on, on his health. Probably stress, you know, played a, played a part in that. But not using as, a, as an example, someone who does neglect themselves, whatever your other pursuits are, you have to take care of yourself in order to be at your best at those other things and to be around longer. And whether your focus is your family or your spouse or whatever it is, it's just going to enhance your life and make it better.
0: Russ Fields says, if you really want it, you'll find a way to make time for it. It goes for everything in life, not just fitness,
1: everything. You know what I always use as as an example for people who smoke cigarettes, when they started taxing cigarettes, Look at the crazy amount of tax, So Look at what a pack of cigarettes costs. Anyone who smokes, did it slow them down or stop them? I mean, they could be borderline homeless, not have a car, not have anything to their name, but they'll find a way to go get the money to buy a pack of cigarettes. Is that important to them? So if it's important enough to you, you'll find a way. The
0: funny thing, so like someone like my brother who smokes maybe a pack a day, he wants to buy a new uh, BMW M4 and he realized if he just cuts out the cigarettes he's yeah, like pay for I'll, it. I'll have enough money and that was his motivation. Yeah. He found the motor. he hasn't smoked in a couple months. He found his motivation to go buy, to get his M4 I think next next week or so he's getting it. Is just he? because yeah, just he just found the more important thing in his life and the cars are always the most important. You know important it'd be interesting
1: thing. if you took, you know, the amount of packs of cigarettes that is the equivalent in dollars to that car, and to stack them up and to see how many packs of cigarettes that is. Dude, I
0: saw this funny meme. Uh, it was if if my my weed dealer gave me all the money back I've spent on weed, and it's just this guy sitting on like a vault, like the Joker, you know, from that movie. Yeah, it's like burn all my money. And it's true. I mean, those simple things that are maybe not the best for you. You know, think about if you return every Coca Cola you've drank. Imagine if you did every sugary candy, you know, you'd be a millionaire. <laughs> so
1: that's the way I look at things. I I don't look at life as these big giant leaps, and we've talked about that before. I look at it it's these small little things that all add up, and it's the sum of the parts, right? So if you take all this time that you invest into your health and fitness, you may not see this immediate drastic return that you're looking for, but that's unrealistic expectations. Where would you expect that anything? If you're investing your money in a porf- uh, financial portfolio, would you expect to double your money in three months? It's ridiculous, <laughs> right? So how do you how do you make your money and how do you create retirement? It's over a long period of time, and right. your fitness should be the same way. And so you just really have to kind of change your mindset about it.
0: Right. Getting back into the universe here. Uh, great name. Excuses no more. Loving these video. You guys keep having doing. Keep doing them. Cool. Um, I think that's it. I mean, we have a few more. Everybody keeps on saying discipline, discipline. Mm-hmm. Somebody's asking us, uh, maybe off of this world, uh, cleanest type of protein.
1: Cleanest type of protein. Look, there's def- different definitions when you get into, uh, I mean, there's obviously multiple sources. If you were to get really specific and say what's the cleanest type of whey protein, I'd tell you that an isolate uh, a super filtered isolate, and that's really what you're talking about is just different levels of filtration. I uh, is going to be really clean. I mean, you get to a certain point, you have eliminated all the fats, all the lactose and the sugars. I, uh, you know, some people will then take an isolate and turn it into a hydrolysate, where you're taking these long uh, protein chains. So these uh, long, chains of amino acids and you're breaking them up and that's where you hear this term that a hydrolysis uh, is, you know, pre-digested. That's all it is, is breaking it up. Cool. So-
0: I mean, we have a ton of videos. If you go to bpsports.com, we did a specific video on different types of protein and everything. Last two questions. Uh, Travis Kingsley wants to know, are you coming to the Arnold Columbus 2018? I will answer that for you. Yes, you will be there. Correct? I'll be there. Arnold, he'll be there. Last question. Bill the Butcher. Are you ever going to do a podcast well, <laughs> since you
1: asked, right. since you asked. Let them know. So what we're doing is uh, we've been looking at it and trying to figure out how do we take this format that we're doing now. We chop this down into uh, shorter YouTube videos. Obviously, they're here on IG stories. They disappear after 24 hours. So we were looking for a permanent home. So we are going to be putting these as an audio version only and the video as well. I think what we'll link the YouTube video over there. Yep. You'll be able
0: to watch it. Right on jamesgraves.com once we get that yep. up, uh, early January 2018, probably by the 1st. And the cool no thing yet. is
1: we're also, theoretically, it looks like we've got approval to go on to iTunes, Apple, Apple Spotify, yep. a whole list of different platforms yep. for podcasts. Yep, and it, it'll
0: all be, we'll be available early January wherever you listen to your podcasts. The James Grage theory, as it will be called, will be because it's on all there. just a theory. That's all. It's all his theory. None of it is right. None of it is wrong. But just,
1: just, just how I feel about it. Right.
0: And um, we're really excited about that. I, I know personally, I am. This is like, you know, I'm a podcast guy, and a couple of the other guys here. When I told them, "Hey, let's let's get this official. Let's stamp this up." Everybody was like, "Hey, let me jump on it. Let me jump on it." And our buddy yeah. Ariel here knocked it out um we're on this main platform if you guys have heard of it stitch which will be pushing it out to almost a thousand different podcast platforms so whatever your own personal um podcast is um we can handle it It looks like Uh, you had another question here you look it froze for a second. Curtis Venon says it's a perfect name to go with muscle geek nation. So cool. We got the muscle geek, which will be our YouTube persona a little Mm -hmm. bit, you know, where we'll still be doing our bands, workouts and fitness kind of stuff. Um, So you guys can look out for that every Tuesday and Wednesday. And we haven't really determined a date when you guys will get all the episodes live, but when, when it opens up, we'll let you guys know. Jamesgrace.com will be available for everything you guys want to know, not only with this stuff, but videos
1: probably next week. Right.
0: Um, Next week we'll have everything yeah. live and ready to go, but on in January we'll have everything locked in, all the videos from previous episodes because we got to put episodes 1 through 8 now we didn't properly do them, but once we lock that in, you guys will definitely be able to find out everything and it'll be an easy way for James to interact with you guys from one source instead of going to Instagram, which we'll still be doing mm-hmm. our Instagram live. It's just the 360 approach we're doing, but we'll have one place that you guys can see James grade stuff um If you have any questions and stuff, but we're running,
1: running out of time here. So thank you guys for tuning in as always. And, uh, we'll be back Tuesday.
0: Peace.